Well, we got bigger fish to be concerned about, even more so than that. That's a distraction. There's a lot going on. Well, yeah, Dr. Clothier. I think I have a chance to know how to spell it, Dr. Clothier, did you hear um, in the house, it was either Thursday or Friday, I think it was Friday, I, I think it's Thursday, well, Thursday or Friday, um, it, it was a party line vote except for one Democrat went on the other side, um, that they wanted to make sure transgenders and people who identified as women had um, access to abortions as well. Yeah, they, you know, they're super excited about killing babies. And Even if you don't have a uterus to have one. Live from Venture Studios, it's J.P. Kathy and the crew. Goodness gracious me, oh my. Oh, good. Goodness gracious me, oh my. Like, okay, so just, we've already had a show before the show, me, J.P., and Dr. Clothier. We're pushing back the frontiers (laughs) of darkness, right, J.P.? (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. I know we got to get Dr. Clothier on his way if he yes. has patience to see. He has lives to say. You know, getting on a vaccination schedule. Now it seems like there's a bunch of vaccinations to get, Dr. Clothier. What on earth are we to do? Well, uh, you know, the, the key is there's not really new vaccine to get other than the Pfizer vaccines. Um, am I on there now? Hey. Well, you hey. know, hey. I showed up today. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Anyway, the um, uh, there you know the COVID vaccines, of course, are the new ones. But there's a whole schedule of other vaccines. And what I've found interesting is that because people are talking about COVID vaccines, whether you know calling me a bioterrorist because I recommend them or uh, you know any of those things, I've been amazed how much I've been insulted lately to tell the truth. But anyway, that's beside the point. But the um, uh, you know, whether you want to go with the vaccine to help prevent this current virus or, you know, there's, of course, a shot against shingles, the zoster virus. There are shots for pneumonia. There's the tetanus shot to stop the relentlessly fatal syndrome of tetanus. There's pertussis, whooping cough shot. There's diphtheria or hepatitis A, hepatitis B. Uh, there are even, you know, of course, there are typhoid vaccines, yellow fever uh, things like that that go uh, mainly for travel for other countries. There's polio, uh, measles, rubella, mumps, uh, hemophilus influenza, and, of course, the flu shot. So there are a lot of shots out there. And, of course, we've all thought they were pretty normal until here recently when COVID hit and started killing people. So uh, uh, what I found, and I think what the message uh, on today's uh proposed talk was about friend Kathy was that she had a friend get several shots and developed right. fever. I, and, I, and Dr. Clothier, and, so, I, she, and it's it's a friend of mine who's um, had, has gone through cancer treatment. Um, so the, the doctor wanted to make sure because her immune system shot from, you know, the chemo and radiation and whatnot and surgery. Um, so I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, that she ended up getting um because does now the shingle shot has two shots, correct? Yes. Okay. It's a series of two. What about Nothing pneumonia? Pneumonia is one shot, right? There are two. Two well, pneumonia. One at a time, but there are two shots. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know she got ended yeah, up with. And they're pneum- usually a year apart. Okay, I think she ended up getting the pneumonia shot, <laughs> the flu shot. I think it was her third booster shot for COVID, um, and then. There was one other shot, maybe shingles, but I'm not sure. So, and she ended up, it, she ended up in the emergency room. First of all, I was kind of surprised that that like a, a facility would give you all those shots at once. It seems like that's just kind of too much for your body at, at one time. So help us out with that, especially those of us who are sure. you know 50 and over. I, you know, I'm looking at getting pneumonia this year. The pneumo- not pneumonia this year. Sorry, let's rephrase that, Kathy. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I'd I don't want pneumonia. I'm 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 considering um, getting the pneumonia shot this year, and and I'm definitely getting the going to get the shingles shot. Um, Uh And then I then you know I usually get flu now. Flu shot. I didn't get it last year, so I'm kind of teetering on that. Mm. How do you space those out? Like get one on one Monday, one on the next Monday. What are your thoughts on that? Because it seems like those are too many shots to get at once. 
Yeah, I think uh, your friend was in a very aggressive spot. I'm not sure. You know, I always hate to decide why another doctor decides something because we are trained to be independent, look at medical literature and information and not particularly at Facebook, by the way, I'll just throw that in there. And, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm getting told a lot that I need to do a little research on how things are because somebody's put out a proposed therapy out there on Facebook. So anyway, that's also beside the point. But, uh, I don't know why her doctor chose to do all those at once, but what I do know is how shots work. And that's, that they inspire an immune response in the body to help prevent disease such that if you are exposed to the disease, you then have a ready immune system to attack it rather than uh, having no immune response ready and it have uh, giving it an opportunity to overwhelm the body. So that's why no vaccine is 100% uh, you know, in terms of prevention. That's why there are breakthrough infections. I know that fascinates some people. Some people love it that there are breakthrough infections of vaccine. I personally find that those people are not nearly as sick because they have an immune response ready. So here's what happens, for instance, when you get a flu shot. Over about 7 to 14 days, the body forms immune uh, complexes based on that purified protein from a, a flu um, particle so that you are not given the flu virus, but you are given an inert or inactive protein from that virus. The viruses are predicted to be the bad ones this year. The epidemiologists who say these things all the time try to put three in the shot so that you have coverage for the various types of flu that will uh, come through this winter. So over about 7 to 14 days, you form immune complexes. And then if you, let's say two months later, you have somebody blow in your face or cough or sneeze with flu viral particles, your body is then ready to mount an immune response. Now, if you get very few particles, let's say you're on the verge of a room where somebody, you walk by that room and somebody's in there sneezing out the flu virus, you might pick up a little bit, and you may never get that virus in terms of the clinical picture because you have a ready immune response. There are only you know, a small number of particles, only a few million probably, and then you can conquer that without even knowing you had symptoms. Now, if you're in that room, and let's say you pick up 50 million viral particles from the sneezing, which is not an absurd thought. These are microscopic particles and they, you know, viruses, and you can pick up millions of them. You might have two or three or four days of minor symptoms because your body is ready to mount an immune response, but there are a lot of viral particles. Think of it as, you know, tipping your toe in the water versus like jumping in real quick and being ready to jump right back out. You right. might kind of get wet, so to speak. And then, um, then you get out on the side of the pool or whatever, and you then are fine because you have an immune response ready to go. Then if you are not immunized and you get those 50 million particles, you may fall in the water and be underwater struggling for some time before you can pull out, you know, get your life preserver and make it out, or you might drown. And that's how the unimmunized person doesn't have that ready immune response to attack it. So, the people who have breakthrough infections are not nearly as sick as those who are unimmunized because they have an immune response ready, set, and action to go. And so when you get a shot, you start that formation of the immune complexes. Some shots start that process a little sooner. And that's the case with like a COVID shot. It has a relatively quick immune response in the body such that you feel symptoms maybe the first day or two, then it's over. A shingrix shot, which is the shot against zoster or shingles, has a, a very big immune response initially for a couple of days. People frequently have a lot of soreness, some aches, maybe fever, but that's still far better than suffering from shingles for a month. You know, it's if you have a couple of days of a fever and aches, You'd probably take that over a month of not hardly even being able to, say, lay back on your bed because your side hurts so much from the shingles. So, yeah, that is a series of two shots given two to six months apart. 
to complete that series. And then, for instance, with the pneumonia shot, it forms immunity against pneumococcal pneumonia, which tends to be the bad pneumonia where you hear about people going in the hospital and dying from pneumonia prior to COVID. When you have COVID pneumonia, it's much worse. But if you think back to three years ago, for instance, if you heard of somebody going in the hospital with pneumonia and dying, odds are extremely high they had pneumococcal, pneumococcal pneumonia. And so that one is a series of two shots, anywhere from one year apart to five years apart. That's based on age, based on immune response, based on other disease. So that, that one's variable. But there are two shots against it. And so a pneumonia shot does not protect against all pneumonia. It protects oh, against okay. the bad pneumonia, pneumococcal pneumonia. Which so, is the one that's yeah. most likely to kill you? Is that? Yes. Is that, okay, so that's the one that's really bad that usually ends people up in the hospital um, on yeah, a ventilator hospital kind of thing. Death. Okay. Yeah, okay, bad gotcha. outcome okay. deals. Right. And mm-hmm. so the comparison I often make is, you know, if you knew today you were going to have a car wreck, you know, if somebody just said, Today's your day. You're going to go out there in your car and think it's okay, but you're going to have a wreck. It, would you want to have a head-on collision or a fender bender? And so, you know, the idea on the pneumococcal shot is that it protects against the head-on collision. You may have the fender bender, the minor, you know, a, a self-resolving pneumonia that's viral or a pneumonia that is treatable more readily. Uh, it does not protect against all the, there are a host of things that can cause pneumonia. There are fungus. Uh, groups, fungi that can cause pneumonia, uh, viruses, there's aspiration, you know, you can choke and uh, chortle down some food to your lung and infection. No, no vaccine is going to prevent those kinds of things, you know, but we can back, uh, vaccinate against the most dangerous of the bacterial pneumonia. So, uh, and some of those are more important to get if you've had, for instance, your spleen out because you had a car wreck and lost your spleen to trauma or, you know, there are always variables. And that's why I think people should discuss these shots with their doctor and see, you know, if they need them. So when the COVID vaccine first came out, uh, which was, it was approved December 14th, uh, 2020, the initial one was the Pfizer BioNTech. And then Moderna followed around three and a half weeks later. And then J&J about, you know, another two months down the road uh, from that first one. So when they first came out, the idea of the FDA, which is very fair and appropriate, was to give the shot two weeks separate from any other shot. And that way we could monitor, you know, how much people react when the immune phase hits, when they have the body aches, maybe, and when they have maybe a low-grade fever. And then around June, they determined that because the response is usually quite mild and over in about 36 hours, that it would be fine to get with other shots. So most of us in medicine will do, for instance, a COVID shot and a flu shot together or a COVID shot and a pneumonia shot together. But I think doing four shots at once is always a bit aggressive. And, yeah, I think that's why I have with your friend, just having more immune response all at once. And, of course, when you're triggering an immune response for favorable purposes, so you're ready for the next insult and infection, you may have some fever because fever is a normal immune response in the body. You know, I think we have made people too fearful of fever to the point, you know, we made this to the makers of Tylenol and Advil who want you to take some immediately if you have fever so you can break it. Well, fever also does favorable things for the body. It can kill infection. It can <laughs> help show that you're forming an immune response. And in fact, there's a great irony to gain shots. If you have a little more uh, reaction, you know, if your arm's a little more sore, if you have a little bit of low-grade fever, if you have a little bit of body ache, it actually may be that your body is forming more immune response, and it's actually favorable. So, you know, if you get a, a shingle shot and your arm's sore and you have a fever, you're going to be okay in a couple of days. That's all right. And you may have a better immune response and never get shingles because you did that. And I wouldn't be afraid of it. And I also would say, don't be afraid of the idea of two shots or three shots. There is a booster every 10 years, seven to 10 years, excuse me, on tetanus, for instance, with pertussis. There is a series of two shots for shingles. There's a series of two for pneumonia. There's a series of three for hepatitis B. All those things are normal shot series. And so it shouldn't be weird to anybody that some shots for COVID are 
two shots or a third shot. Or what I believe will happen is eventually we'll have a once-a-year shot for being against flu and COVID, and it'll be probably a combined shot where you get your flu COVID seasonal shot. Because viruses mutate, they change over time, uh, and that's why there's an annual flu shot. It's not because they can't make a flu shot that could last longer. It's because the influence of virus itself mutates, changes its pattern and its proteins. And if it's different this year than last year, then you want the new shot to help protect maximally against that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's and, and thank you so much. And I know we've got limited time with you today, so we really appreciate that. I think, yeah. you know, bottom line is obviously before you go out there and get a flu shot, if you're like, OK, I'm going to get all of these shots, shingles, you know, um, you know, even if you're not getting COVID, if you're going to get the flu shot, um, which you usually get and then you're going to get the pneumonia shot and the shingle shot. Talk with your doctor. See if it's a good idea for you to go get these all at once. Um Boy, I, I'm not a doctor, and I do not play one on TV. Um, but I would, I would say, you know, at least space these out a few days apart. That way, if you do have some type of reaction, and I know uh, my husband, he ended up, he he not too long ago got the second shingles shot, and boy, he had a big old reaction that second from the second shot. And a number of my oh, friends yeah, have too. Tough. Yeah, yeah, a number of my friends yeah. have too. I mean, that's, that's way better does. than that's way better than getting shingles. So that's why I was like, you know what? I don't care how Absolutely. rough it is. I'm get, I'm getting the shot this year, but um, I don't know. So if that's you're going to have a reaction, fender bender just, with a yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a fender bender versus a head-on collision yeah. kind of a thing. So yep, definitely, right. definitely. So I'd encourage: don't be afraid of immunization. Get the ones you need. Get them in the logical time frame and order that you feel right with if you can combine them i think that's fine too you know in a sense and i know it sounds rather callous and cold at the moment but that's partly because this is radio not in an interpersonal <laughs> relationship but that is that your friend who had the fever and such she got her shots over with yeah in a you know in a strange sense that rather than extending you know maybe four weeks of having ache and low-grade fever she had a relatively high fever and more aches and it's done and she will move on and be okay and be you know able to mount an immune response against some bad diseases and uh, you know that's um that's something that i think preventably speaking is a great thing so dr Colbert, before you head off is it type a or type b flu vaccine this year yes they always combine some type A with some type B because every year we have some type A blow in the community and some type B blows in. And uh, so they formulate based on what was found on the Southern Hemisphere in the wintertime last year that tends to move up toward the Northern Hemisphere for our wintertime. And so there is protection against both type A, a common type A and a type B, common type B virus. Very good. Well, Dr. Clothier, it's 752. We were told we need to get I better go. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want you to be All late. Right. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed Very week. Good. Thank you. All right. You too. Well, and there you go. Wow. I got to get on the ball and get my flu shot done. It is time. Yeah, for good that. info. And I'm definitely, I'm, I'm getting, and I'm saying it in public right now so I can be held accountable. Um, I'm going to get um, over the next 30 days, I'm going to go in for um, the pneumonia and the shingle shot. You know, just um, pneumonia because I've had it before because I've got compromised lungs, anyways. And then um, shingles because I've had enough friends. I'm, I'm of that age now that I've had enough friends that have had shingles. Oh, JP, that is, that is mean, 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 rough, 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 rough. So, um, yeah. I've, yeah, my dad gets all those shots um, yep. as well. Does he get them at once so, or does he space them out? No, but his doctors space them out. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. But he's never had a reaction to them either, so. Okay, even, so he didn't, to the second shingle shot, he didn't? No. Oh wow! Because I, I, it's it's taking grown men down. Um, uh, he's very fortunate. Then I just, I, I, you're better say. I'd, I'd rather have a reaction where I feel like crud. Like Michael for two days, it was like he was sick. It wasn't like he was so sick that he couldn't work, kind of a thing. Now I do have, um, I do have a family member who couldn't work 
um, one day, the, the, got the second shingle shot. First one's no problem, but got the second one, couldn't work the next day, and it, but then was okay after that and just kind of felt crummy for a few days. But that's better than, like, friends of mine who literally they've had a, a spot of shingles, and you've seen how rough that is, and it's gone on for weeks and weeks, and I just, oh, I, I can't even imagine, can't even imagine. Well, I'll tell you, what I can't imagine is some of what's going on in college football. Woohoo! And the craziness that's happening on Saturdays. And I am glued either to the radio or to the TV watching college football. Biggest surprise for me this weekend, and maybe it shouldn't have been, Texas A&M and Arkansas. <clears throat> oh, and you know who was at the game? Because he's it's it's his alma mater. Um, our, our dear friend Lathan Watts. There is the best picture on Facebook of him being all suey or whatever you say. What do they say? What do the what do the hogs say? Oh, the hogs! I don't know. It's something. It's something. Okay, but yeah, it's the greatest. They've been picture. such a non-player for so many years. I think everybody is shocked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they say. I don't know. <laughs> I know the Aggies say gig them, and yeah. boy, did the Aggies get gigged. I mean to tell you, in the first quarter. Oh, the did they lose? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was bad. on very quickly. Oh, wow. Um, A&M got a field goal in the second. Uh, Arkansas matched with a touchdown. It was 17-3 to going into halftime. The Aggies came out, looked like the second half was going to be theirs. They put a touchdown on in the third quarter, and that would be all that they could do, and they would go on to lose 20-10. to um, Big, big, big game for Arkansas to reestablish themselves as a as a force in college football. They really have sat on the sidelines for a long time. Uh, but K.J. Jefferson really put a hurt on a and He had 212 yards in the air and two touchdowns. And he had a 50 yards on the ground <clears throat> on eight carries for 6.2 yards a carry. But in the air, he tore him up. Great air game on the receiving end. Uh, Traylon Burks was a big receiver from the Arkansas Razorbacks. He had six receptions for 167 yards and a touchdown averaging 27.8 yards a catch. Biggest surprise out of this whole game is that Texas A&M just cannot get their offense going. Um, quarterback Calzada was 20 for 36 for 151 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. The only bright spot was Isaiah Spiller they're running back. He had 12 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. And that was about all Texas A&M could muster in offense. I will tell you this. The Aggie faithful, Kathy, are calling for somebody's head on a platter. I was going to say, their alumni cannot. That's one thing you always know about A&M. Their alumni, they'll let you know when it's time to bust a move on down the road and get another coach. Well, they've been so very upset with the offensive production for Texas A&M really throughout their, their season already this year that they're they're like, is this all you can muster? And so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Arkansas moves into the top 10. A&M is 15th. But, yeah, 20 to 10, the Aggies go down. Now, hey, guess what? Michael's school. Old Baylor, sick em bears. Sick em. Yeah, big turn. <laughs> they put a Spanking on Iowa State. Iowa oh, State came in okay. right. And uh, the Baylor Bears are now 4-0. They topped the top 25. And what a going back and forth kind of game this was. In the first quarter, each had seven points. They scored a touchdown. In the second quarter, Baylor kind of took over offensively. They put two touchdowns on the board, while Iowa could only put six points on in the second quarter. So it was 21-13 going into halftime. However, Iowa State came out with 10 points in the third quarter, but the Baylor Bears able to match with a touchdown of their own to go on and win this game 31-29. to Wow, there you go. So I'm sure Michael's happy so, camper yeah. about that. So your Baylor Bears have a good game. Excellent. Touchdown for the Baylor Bears had a great game. Uh, Bohannon went 14 for 19 on 164 yards and two touchdowns and then um, also rushed in a touchdown. He had 36 yards on the ground and a touchdown on the ground. So, big day for the quarterback there at Baylor. But, again, take down an unranked team. Uh, that was in Waco. 
And yep. so big win for the Baylor And McLean now, Stadium. For, that stadium I, is amazing. Now, you guys have been down there, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That that stadium is, I mean, it, it, it's jaw-dropping when you walk into it. It's very, very nice. See, I've only driven by it. You've got got to take there. Yeah, you you will. As a lover of college sports, you've got to walk into it. It's just it's really amazing. It's like part of the stadium is open and looks out on the river. And oh, they've got an RG three bronze um, statue out front. So um, it's it's a beautiful facility. It's it's beautiful. And as expensive as that was, they should be winning games. Uh, (laughs) Just saying. They are this season so far. Just saying. Oh. All right. So another interesting game out there. Another Texas game. TCU and SMU. The now, horn, Kathy, the horn frogs. The, oh, the horn frogs and the mustangs. That's big old, big old rivalry. Big old rivalry. <coughs> big old rivalry. TCU has TCU has truly owned that rivalry over the years, but all of a sudden, out of the blue, SMU has decided to play football this year. Either that or TCU has decided not to play football this year. And uh, so TCU drops to SMU. SMU is now 4-0 and and uh, playing some pretty darn good football. Um, I, you know, like last year, they, uh, they played really well all year long, got into the rankings, and then got beat pretty good by a good football team. So we'll have to see if SMU and or SMU can hold on. Now, of course, the big game coming up this weekend – uh, for Texas and here locally will be Texas versus TCU. Now, for me, you know why that's a big game, Kathy? Why is that? Because TCU spoiled the eggs for Texas. And so it's time for <laughs> Texas to get a little revenge on TCU. Oh, there you go. Do you think they <clears throat> can? Yeah, they took a loss. What's that? Do you think they can? No, I think, well, I mean, I don't know. Who knows what Texas you know, they go into to Lubbock and they beat on in college football this weekend. Um, one of the biggest upsets for me in college football this weekend in college football, not Texas, is Clemson dropping to NC State 27-21. to 21. Um, So, for me, that was surprising. I didn't think that Clemson would lose that football game, and they, in fact, did. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think Clemson was some crazy number of points uh, favorite in that game. I mean, I don't think it was 31 points, but something crazy and uh, ended up losing the football game. So Vegas would have made a lot of money off that football game this weekend for sure. Well, there you go. So that's kind of the college football roundup for us uh, for Monday morning. Um, I know that uh, the Cowboys play the Eagles tonight, still not watching pro football. Yeah, I, I have not yet. Um, I, you know, um, now we did have um, our friend Michelle – who's a member of the crew, who's like our lead sports person. Um, she was with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders this weekend. Did you see her pictures on social media? I just saw one of the hottest cheerleaders out of that group was standing in the middle. And was that, that would be Michelle. Was that Michelle? <laughs> I know Michelle looked like she fit Michelle. right in with them. I love it. I love it. I, I was like, oh, I, I love them. these I pictures. The hottest cheerleader was the one in the middle. It was That's Michelle. Right. That was Michelle. Oh, it was Michelle. <laughs> I gotcha. So, no, that was great. And that was the East Texas Angels Network that they were out there doing that for. And um, it was really phenomenal. I think Neil McCoy was out there as well, uh, helping sponsor, or not sponsor, but raise money for that organization as well. And so our hats off for all the good work that Michelle and Marvin and Yvonne and, and Lisa and Fred and all the crew go out and they do to help support all of those great causes. And so we tip our hats off to them. Of course, Marvin said that everybody felt sorry for him because he told Neil his rec. They felt sorry for me because someone told Neil his rec golf cart. I'm not sure what that means. Hmm. And JP, I think we're having some technical issues. I'm getting messages that that the the stream has um, stopped. So I don't know, Brett, is it going to come back? Are we popping back on? We're I back up. Get, Excellent. Okay. Yeah. We're we're. I think we're. I think we may be back on now. So, oh, uh, so is, is it is it going to combine with messages. the other one, or do we need to resend it out? 
Huh? I'm still talking to people. And yeah, still yeah, that's because of the delay. I think we just started a new live feed. So for those of you who are just joining in on this feed, welcome to JP, Kathy, and the crew. We had a technical issue, and so um, it looks like we're back so up and running now. Ball. It looks like we're back up and running now. So mine never went down. I got lucky, and Marvin and I are talking real time. Okay, You're, y'all are the only ones. <laughs> y'all are the only ones. <laughs> That could be. Well, we're chatting in real time. It never went down for us. Woohoo! Way to go, Marvin. Um, other big news going on out there that I, and this is really exciting. And this should be one of those lessons for Joe jumping in the air, steal your money, Uncle Biden here, is that we don't need the government to come in and take care of us. We need to continue Amen. for private citizens and private organizations and faith-based leadership to take the lead on helping other Americans, not the government. Yeah. A free a free in-school grocery store is tackling child hunger one family at a time. And this is way cool. Not love, love this story. Yeah, not a government program, not government grants. And the picture is with the founder of um, Gooder Grocery, which um, she is the CEO, and her name is Jasmine Crow, and she's a social entrepreneur, and she has gone and spent a lot of her life eliminating food waste and helping others who are hungry to get fed without having to lose or waste food. Well, she's teamed up with, and I hope I'm saying this right, Gunna, the rapper. Kathy, did I say uh, that right? Yeah, and but I'm I'm gonna have to go and ask the kids about that. I I I get how how are you how how'd they spell it? G U N N A. I guess Gunna. gunna yeah, I guess Gunna. Right. Like I, I'm gonna get you. I don't know. I I'm gonna rap. I I don't know. Um, I'll I'll find out and I'll let you know. I'll, I'll ping you okay, later so on that. Picture, <laughs> sounds good. So in this picture, Jasmine and Gunna are standing there, and they've got shoes behind them that kids can come in and try on and take home. They've got um, packed, I mean, to the gills, uh, um, shelves full of food that kids can take home and help cook. One of the things that they found out through the middle school, and it's Ronald McNair Middle School, which is where Gunna went to school, um, is that a lot of these kids are having to go home and not just bring home dinner, but also cook dinner. And so they put a lot of things on the shelf that kids can go home and easily make a full meal. There's also a vegan option. There's also fresh veggies as Which well. Which I love that. Um, and I know you're real big on the produce section of the store. And I was really excited to see that they don't just have to choose from canned and boxed goods. There's actually fresh food. So you can have, you can add a salad to any meal or cut up some fruit or something like that. Um, And and how great is that, that, you know, JP, and we've talked about um, the importance of kids in school having food security, you know, being able to go home and knowing that, hey, I'm right. I'm going to have a meal tonight. I don't have to go home and, you know, uh, split, you know, the last of the saltine crackers with my siblings. Um, so you know that when you go to school, if you, you know, hey, my family has zero food in the house. My, my par- both parents have lost their jobs or I'm with a single parent and they don't have income right now. You know, you've got a place to go on the way home and your whole family can eat. I mean, that's that's so big. You know, wrap your head around that. We Most of us open up a pantry, and we've got stuff from two years ago shoved in the back. We're talking about people who open up their refrigerator, and there's nothing in there. Um, they open up their pantry, and they've exhausted, you know, the canned foods and the boxed foods. So this is really a big deal, and I'm so, I'm so glad you brought this up today. Well, and what I love about it, again, is it's not – paid for by the government. We Amen. don't need the government Amen. to do this for yep. us. And this is what our country was built on, is got it. others that see a need, they fill a need. Yep, yep. And, and that's what I love about this. That's, that's what makes this thing so awesome, is that it's not a government-free program. Um, the outpouring from parents has been tremendous. Um, it's called the Gunna's Drip Closet and Gooder Grocery Store. 
and they have household items, toiletries, clothes, shoes for students and their families. And what um, what Gunna did in Gooder is they gave every kid a bag, an environmentally conscious bag that they could go reuse, right? So that way, no child stood out. Like, oh, you go to that. Because um, everybody has the same bag. Yeah, so nobody um, knows. They yeah. Even have an app. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they even have an app where you can schedule your appointment. A parent can schedule their appointment to go into the store. Yeah, it's just, it's, they really have thought of everything. And I'm, I'm telling you, this is, um, if you have more, I, I think right now, instead of people focusing on the negative, and I get it, everybody's angry, everybody's got a million things to complain about. But how about making sure that we're taking care of each other? And that way, the government does, government does not need to apply. Do, you know, you're not welcome here because our community, our schools, our parents, our kids, our teachers, they're taking care of each other. Right. Yeah. And that's what I love about this. And yep. So hopefully this spreads like wildfire. Um, Gunna says for as long as he is alive, this store will be full love of that. food and toiletries and household items and clothes and shoes. I love that. I love it. And I also love this, you know, you talk, you know, so many celebrities are out there complaining and they're talking, you know, they're, you know, especially a lot of them are very angry if, you know, they, they have a lot of mean things to say about Texas and we'll just leave that there. I've noticed more on movies and um, uh, series that you can binge nowadays. What I've noticed, JP, is a lot of people using Texas as just they they slam Texas and Texans. Um, you know, uh, so celebrities instead of sitting there and slamming an entire state that oh by the way they're either going to watch or not watch a show based on if you're slamming them. Um, you know, get out there and put your money where your mouth is. Do do something proactive. Do something good. Do something to give back to the community. Um, you know, I, I'd rather see celebrities do this all day long instead of get up there on their high horse and tell us about how, oh, we all need to do this, that, and the other, when in the meantime they've got food, you know, coming in via private helicopter and, you know, they're able to, oh, look at me, I'm social distancing. Well, yeah, you've got a, you know, 9,000-square-foot mansion. So good luck with that. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. But, I mean, you got two people that are making a difference in, Amen. in the Atlantic community, and that's why you love it. Cool. Love it, love it, love so it. That I love. Something yep. else I love is the Great State Fair of Texas. Yay! Did you see all the pictures on social media from our friends who were there this weekend? Yes, I love what it. a blast. And Miss Texas, who will be in the studio with us on Friday, um, she was out there too. Most beautiful picture of Mallory Fuller, who's our new Miss Texas, um, on a carousel with one of her ball gowns. And then, of course, a few minutes later, she's got, you know, jeans and a T-shirt on, and she's eating a corny dog. So, Fletcher's. Of course. <laughs> gotta have the corn dog. That's gotta no doubt have the Fletcher's. That. Gotta have the Fletcher's. <laughs> Yeah, even Caleb, our, our local author, I went last night and had amazing pictures that. from some ride. Yeah, where where was, was he that he took those those skyline pictures? He was on a, he was on a ride. I bet he was on I'm that thing sure. that goes up high, you know, when you're up in those cable things and you go from one end of the fair to the other. I bet he was I bet he was in that ride. Because those pictures oh, were amazing. Like the observation deck thing. It, well, it's a, it actually this is the one that actually moves. They're like cable cars up in the sky, way above. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. wondering if he was. Those are amazing pictures, though. I was like, wow, that that was stunning. Yep, those were amazing. So today's schedule today is September 27th. Today is a Monday, and so the Budweiser Clydesdale will be out at their horse stable. <gasps> oh, I love them. 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. today. I love them. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the coolest thing? They're awesome. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so they'll be out doing their thing. Don't forget also from 8 to 12, you've got the Briscoe Carpenter Livestock Center. That'll be buzzing as it always is. You've got the Chevrolet Ride and Drive from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. in the Chevrolet Park Plaza. Don't forget the Big Youth Market Goat Show. Um, if you want to get out and see what it's like to have to wrangle goats and get them looking good and what they look like when they hit your carrito burrito, this is a good place to go. It's at the Livestock it. Judging Pavilion from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. 
Uh, if you've got the little ones out with you, don't forget the Encore Petting Zoo. That's from 9.30 oh, to 9.00 p.m. Love the petting zoo. Love the petting zoo. I use a lot, a lot of sanitizer. <laughs> okay, when wait. Katarina and I would go. I would have more animal slobber on my hands than I did skim. You had what now? So, Say that again. I got distracted. Cleo said something anim- about unicorn dog toys. <laughs> yeah, more more animal slobber than skim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like using all the hand sanitizer they had. Now, this is exciting. There will be some birthing today at the Livestock Birthing Barn. Uh, you can go from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and uh, catch that. That would be nice for the kids to see and understand the birthing process. Uh, don't forget they do a livestock guided tour now by United Ag and Turf at their plaza from 10 a.m. to 10.30. Big Texas Farmyard, that's a fun place to go. Yeah. That's next to the band shell. Uh, that's uh, from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And then the tiniest Texas cowboy, Shorty McCoy, will be oh. out from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. throughout the fairground. So if you get a chance, go up and say hi to the tiniest Texas cowboy. Uh, lots of food sampling going on, Kathy, in the Go Texan Pavilion as well from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Just a lot of stuff is going on at the State Fair of Texas today. Very, very busy day. I love it. And it's so great. You know, get out there. Um, uh, you know, um, I know a, a dear friend of, uh, of mine who's in the South Dallas area who um, helps women in need, women um, who are uh, victims of domestic violence. Um, she said, you know, get out there, support the local um, restaurants around town, uh, you know, right in that neck of the woods. Um, go out there and, and help these vendors because a lot of them, you know, JP, this is, they're one and done. They make their money for the year at the tech the state fair and a lot of them did not survive because of the pandemic last year so um so get out get out there and 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 support those vendors and um support the state fair of texas and you know let's let's put put covid in its place and let's take care of the great state of texas which is the longest running state fair in the united states and and that's a big deal that's a big deal so so get out get out there and uh say save your money don't don't drink your fancy five dollar coffee for a couple of weeks and go out to the state fair you know plus you can do there's tons of stuff for free out there you know like there the are, car show yeah, I mean, the photograph stuff mm-hmm. all the canned foods pig races, the butt yeah exactly windows. all the different animal dog dog races pig races all the different stuff um do you did you ever find out jp i know we talked about this a few weeks ago or actually a couple months ago when we first started um talking about and pushing the state fair of texas do we know what the butter sculpture is this year? Does anybody know? Um, I haven't found out yet. I haven't okay. been out either. Okay. I, w- I want to know what that is. But I can tell you the pig races are from 11, or let's see, from 11 to 1130. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So you don't want to miss the pig races. There you go. That's for sure. And then also the Texas Stunt Jam will be on from 11 to 1130 as well at the Chevrolet Park Plaza. I've heard that's way good. And then the Chainsaw Carver uh, at First Avenue. Oh, wow. From 11 to 11.30 as well. Oh, very cool. Okay, that that would be crazy. That's one of those things you don't want to miss a step on the chainsaw thing. Yeah, absolutely. Probably but not. it's it's amazing what the they can do. Instrument group. I yeah. The first musical group, Vocal Trash, at 11 o'clock on the Sideshow stage. Yep. There you go. I mean, it's the the State Fair of Texas is just, you know, well, obviously, JP and I are huge, huge lovers of the State Fair of Texas. Get out there. Take advantage of the fact that it's open. Make sure that these vendors can afford to come back the next year. Um, Just good family fun. You just have such a good time. And then I haven't heard from anybody what food is good and what food is not. Oh, no, I've heard that. I've heard that the gumball or gumball, the gumbo ball thingy, majigger, that, that's way good. That looks good. And didn't it win? I think it won like most, like best savory thing and best, most creative or something. It won two top awards, which that's like a must, a must try. So, and so, and so far, my friends all say thumbs up. They're okay. Way okay. Good. Yep. So expect a long line for that one. Yep. And all that stuff was before 12. 
Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Gosh, and then, and then the day has just begun. Yeah, I mean, that's, just, <laughs> that's all before 12 o'clock. So plenty to do out at the State Fair of Texas for you a chance to get out there and enjoy that. And, of course, you know, Kathy, you have sent me an article on something not so much fun. Ooh, but, yeah. Uh, you cannot ignore what is going on out in the government. And there's so much that I almost am afraid to talk about anything negative anymore because there's just so much Debbie Downer and poor Debbie. She got stuck with that. Um, <laughs> no, no offense to any of our friends named Debbie or any members of the crew named Debbie, but yeah. Right. Um, it's yeah. And, and we've really, you know, you and I have really tried to bring upbeat things to the show. We've really made an effort to do that recently just because there are so many negatives and we don't want to add to this, but this is one of those things that I'm like, you know, when you when you look at the left, the far left, and and, and I, I'm sitting here, you know, I've got, I know you do too, JP. We've got friends of ours that they don't, they've considered them, they're like us, us, us having been Republicans, you know, our whole adult life. They consider themselves Democrats, have always voted their whole entire life. A lot of them have been actively involved in the grassroots portion like you and I have. And they're coming to me saying... <laughs> The far left has hijacked my party, and some of the things that are being put out there and voted on and, and you know, proposed, they're shaking their head. They're like, this has nothing to do with the real problems of the world. Right. Well, and, and how do you even get there? That's the part I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know, JP. I don't know. I mean, I'm not that old yet where I'm like, oh, that other generation. <laughs> get no. off, everybody. Turn down the music and get off my lawn. No, right. I, I, no we're not. I mean, we're older. Not you're, you're not even 50 yet. You know, I, I get it. You know, we're older. We're, you know, we're, but we're not, you know, it's not like we're already in the nursing home and we're angry about Elvis shaking his hips. This is, you know, like this, this um, article that I sent you was about, and, and it passed uh, on a party line vote with the exception of one Democrat, and I still haven't, I, shame on me, I still haven't looked up the Democrat who voted against this, but it was a party line vote in the House, um, and it was basically to include language um, when talking about abortions, so transgender men, you know, and then they had a laundry list of other pronouns, you know, men who identify as women or whatever, so these people had, so the the verbiage stated that they have access to abortions. And I'm sitting here thinking, for one, and, and I told you this when you and I were going back and forth after I sent you and Charles this article, we have got homeless people living in their own filth in California. We've got veterans over 20 a day committing suicide because they can't get the help they need at the VA. We have got, I mean, how many bajillions, trillions of dollars are we in debt now? I mean, I, I, I think I said in the text, I don't even know how many zeros to put to say how, how much in debt we are as a country. We've got suicide is at an all-time high. We've got people who still have not been able to get back to work since the pandemic. We've got mom-and-pop businesses shutting down left and right because of the pandemic. But they're making sure that transgender men have feel like they are included in the abortion language. First of all, you and I are against abortion, so let's just put that out there. That's if anybody's listening, that's right. you know, we're we're not we're not supporters of that at all. But right. I, I what does this do? Don't you and we should ask Dr. Clothier about this. Don't you have to have a uterus and don't you have to have certain female working parts and able to have a, in order to have a baby? Last time I checked, has anything changed? Well, I First of all, I'm confused. Um, <laughs> Say your famous clear. line. Say your famous line. I'm as confused as a goat on AstroTurf. And there it is. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. I mean, first and foremost, okay, you can't go from a penis to a vagina and be able to have a baby. So men really aren't having babies. I always think that that's funny. Um you know, when this, this, that first hit me like, I don't know, two, three months ago when an article came out and said, like, first man has babies. And I'm like, what? And so I had to read the article. I'm like, how can a man have a baby? 
Did the baby grow in the urethra? Did the baby grow in the that, scrotum? That would like, hurt. That would hurt. No. Well, tell me about it. Can you imagine how big your scrotum is no, no, trying to walk? Come on. I mean, can you just imagine, visualize that? Some poor man carrying oh. a baby in his scrotum trying to walk. What kind of clothes do you have to create for that? <laughs> the skin, I mean, do, skin, honey, clothes. skin doesn't stretch that far. Skin just doesn't stretch Ooh. that far. I mean, we and you don't want to test it out. And we're yep, not, but we're not making light of the transgender community in any way, shape, or form. There are people who truly struggle with this. There are young kids, there are adults, there are people who struggle with this. I mean, look at Bruce Jenner, who's now Caitlyn Jenner. We get that. But when you start talking about giving, you know, putting language in, so again, if we're going to have to go back in every single law, we're going to have to put language in so somebody's not offended. Guess what? Somebody's going to take offense to anything and everything out there. There is You cannot make 100% of the people in this country happy. And that's okay because we're all different. We all have individual thinking minds, and that's a good thing, right? Right. So back to my scrotum, Gene. No. <laughs> so let me be clear on you. It's not a man having a baby. It's a woman who has added a penis who has a uterus already. And still has her working ovaries, fallopian right. tubes. You That's who's having the baby. Yes, yes. Yep. Yep. I mean, and there is there are there is uterus transplants and stuff, but again, you got this you, this is what you can't get around, right? You can't get around the fact you got to have female parts to have a baby. Yeah. That's the way God you created us. It, it, and, you know, and, and even, you know, fertility is something that a lot of women, um, I struggled with myself. So you really understand when you start going through, especially fertility issues, you really understand the impact and the importance of all of these intricate female body parts and how they work. And then the fact that, boy, you have that baby and immediately, you know, your breast milk comes in and the colostrum comes in first, which is nutrient rich. And, and Cleo, that's a shout out for you. Cause I know you're watching this morning. Um, you know, it's one of those things. So you're so blown away by the way the body works and the way the body heals itself. The, the female body heals itself after, after giving birth. And I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm baffled by this. I am just absolutely baffled by this. And I guess I look at, okay, we're worried about offending somebody who truly, if you're a man, you just, and, and you mentioned uterus um, uh, transplants. And I've heard of that for women who are not fertile or who had to have hysterectomies wow. early and, and things like that. I'm always fascinated. I think that's amazing. I think, you know, if you want to have a baby and you there's a way for you to have a baby and you're, you're a woman and that's great. But if you're a dude, it's just your body's never going to produce the hormones you need, one, to get pregnant, because you're not going to produce eggs, because that only happens in the female body. And then you you don't have the hormones to keep a pregnancy going for nine months. It takes a very intricate working group of hormones throughout that pregnancy in order to sustain the birth in utero for nine months. Well, like I said, I just, first of all, men are not having babies. Yeah. Um, that's number one. Number two, now we've got to include transgender men having babies in the abortion laws. I, I don't understand why. Abortion's about abortion. Don't have it. Again, you got to have the female parts to be able to move forward with it anyway. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't, I don't understand why we're categorizing and doing this. It just blows me away. Um, it was interesting. I was listening to an interview on a student on a college campus, and the college campus has become very woke in its language and what is acceptable and not acceptable. And this, what the, and I'll have to find the article again, but the uh, it was amazing at the language, and it was ridiculous. It was so, so incredibly stupid. And that word was used over and over again in this interview between the student and the person on Fox News doing the interview, because it just is. I mean, there's no other way to call it out. And that's a terrible word, but, I mean, goodness gracious, the words that you couldn't use and you could get turned into uh, by the campus, and the campus is going to do something. And these students actually have sent off a letter to the president saying, um, what are you going to do? Yeah. Because this is going to become ridiculous. We can't even communicate on campus anymore. And so this is where our society has gone to. It's become a very 
very scary, very limiting society where we are definitely pushing towards a state-run type government, and I'm just not a fan of that. No, well, then, then, then we cease. Yeah, well, then we cease to be the United States of America, JP. At that point, we're no longer our country. If you're, if you have to be so fearful, think, think about. I, I think about stupid stuff I said when I was in high school, college past college, you know, I, heck, I probably said something stupid last week. You know, we're not perfect. And and you see these celebrities being taken down for one tweet from 10 years ago. And again, I'm not excusing. Now, if somebody's blatantly a racist or, you know, misogynist or something like that, okay. But, it, you know, you can't even come out and say, you know what, guys, I said that when I was 25 years old, and that was really stupid. I was really immature, but it doesn't matter. You still have to be taken down. Like, how how do comedians survive nowadays? Well, and, and some of them are playing on that. Yeah. They're playing on the fact that how do we survive with all have all the stupidity out there? <clears throat> and so, yeah, it's it's just become crazy. You know, Coach Quigley's put in there. So at Connor's birthday, there was a family there, and my son said his name is Henry. Do you ever call him Hank? And the father told him. A five-year-old boy now prefers being called Princess Diamond, and he had to step away. Okay, and you know? I see a lot of that and hear or see a lot of that on social media. People saying that just even somebody who you would think it's all like they wouldn't feed into that. A lot of people are, JP. Um, and Cleo had this to say. She said that it, it's called um, a birth person a male vagina, and chest feeding. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you do not have, if you are not a female, you are not going to be able to breastfeed. Um, and it is yeah, not I mean, a male vagina. It's a vagina. It's and it's not a birth person. It's a woman. It's a mother. You know, and, and so at what point, yeah, like at what point do I not get to get offended and say, I'm a woman. I gave birth to two human, human beings. I'm offended that you won't call a woman, a woman, or a mother, a mother, and that we have to bring the male portion into this. I mean, well, and then Char Charles Gura said we're, set, we're just, it's all being set up for frivolous lawsuits. So guess who's getting rich? The attorneys. Well, what I, again, what I think is funny about all of this is that it's the feminists that are stuck now in the middle and are going to get hammered now by both sides as far as they're concerned. Oh, so yes. No yep. No island at all. Yep. So well, good luck in swimming. Yeah. <laughs> good luck in swimming. Well, and like, and we talked about this on um, on the show last Wednesday, and that was um, you know the transgender athlete thing in Texas, where the the during special session they're trying to pass that hey, unless you're a biologically born female, you can't compete against other females in athletics. Which okay, again, I go back to just just a short while ago, there were a lot of us who were fighting for women to have their own category in sports so hey i can go and i can get that that softball or that volleyball or that track um or that tennis or whatever the case may be i can get that scholarship i can get those trophies to get me into the next level of higher learning to get some scholarship money to get um, some skins on the wall and so now i want to know where are all the pink hat wearing angry women where are they when we've got you know People who have more male hormones, even if they're transitioning, they've got more male hormones than female hormones in their body. And they're taking those scholarships and those victories and those wins away from our young ladies and our girls. Right. Yeah. And that's, we've been, we've talked about that as well. I mean, it's just, yeah. anyways, it's all ridiculous. That's for sure. Cleo put on there, notice only liberal parents have gender dysphoria kids. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, the kids that go to nature school with no haircuts. So it's, it's a crazy time. I'll tell you what, that is for sure. And I know that we are out of time. It is already? Now it's time, already fl time. time flies when we're trying to solve the problems of the world. <laughs> and then we just didn't even, we didn't even chisel. <clears throat> we didn't even get so, to talk about, and hopefully right. we'll talk about Wednesday, the um, Border Patrol, God bless them. And JP and I, we say God bless the Border Patrol on horses, on the border, God bless them. I can't even imagine going into 10,000 people. You don't know who's got what. You don't know who's part of the cartel. You don't know who's a drug mule. You don't know who's a sex trafficker. And you're in there trying to keep order 
over people who are not citizens of your country. God bless them. All the heat they're taking is ridiculous. God bless them, and we're, we're praying for your safety and your well-being. So hopefully Brett's got the music playing. He, he's got it queued up. I think I hear it now. Here we go. And we just, you know, <laughs> it goes back to things that make you go, hmm, so you'll put something else out there on the feed, and it's just like things that make you go, hmm. Well, with that being said, everybody have a blessed week. Have a good Monday. Don't let it become Murphy's Law Monday. <laughs> Make it a good one. Hey, when's fallback, JP? Is that this What's week? That? When's fallback? Is that coming up? Is that this weekend? Uh, I'll have to look it up now. Yeah, I, I woke up today and I was like, was it supposed to be fallback this weekend? I didn't see anything about that. <laughs> we need to get rid of daylight savings time in Texas. Have, haven't they tried to do that like the last 92 sessions? No, we haven't had that many yeah, sessions. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure why. <laughs> It's I'm trying to figure out who's making money off of it and how I can make money off of yeah, it. Yeah, how do we get in on that? <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody have a blessed uh, week. Love y'all. Stay tuned for Heart and Soul of Texas Women. I'm Jennifer De Silva, and we'll be talking about recovery at 10 o'clock. Um, if you know anybody in need who's got a drinking or a drug problem right now, um, she's got she's got a way to help you. So have a blessed one. Love you, JP.